You're listening to the Podwhacker Podcast Show, a show with a wide range of topics and new guests each episode with the goal of finding the common ground as we challenge ourselves to understand what makes us different. Prepare to hear stories that inspire and test your convictions. So now that you know the who, the what, and the why, let's start the show with your host, John C. Fuentes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name's John, and this episode, we're going to talk to a guy named Charlie, or Carlos. Um, and when I first saw him, you know, he had long hair, and then I had some um, preconceived ideas of what type of person he was. Um, and I was very surprised that uh, most of them were wrong. I overheard him saying he was about to walk around aimlessly. It appeared that he was looking for a job, so I thought I'd give him an opportunity, and we've become good friends. Um, so here's a conversation with Carlos, and uh, uh, we talk about the things that inspire him. Enjoy. Being in nature, hiking, and playing guitar are the things that, for the most part, keep me pretty content. Uh, I think it was when after I was allowed to listen to music because up to when I was like 14 or 15, I wasn't allowed to listen to music in the house unless it was Christian music. So after I was able to listen to bands or things that I like to listen to, that's when I decided, well, I'm not sure if it necessarily makes me happy, but it makes me less upset. I mean, it makes me less depressed. What kept you from not exploring? Uh, well, the... The lack of exploration was more of a, I guess, growing up being from a Hispanic family, you're taught to respect your parents' wishes. And that was my father's wish that we not listen to anything other than Christian music or or uh, Mexican music mm-hmm. or anything in Spanish. And I, I just obeyed because I, I assumed that was what I was supposed to do. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, it's funny that you say that because... <laughs> Have you ever seen that show Scared Straight? Yeah. Like on A&E, yeah. I've heard of it. I, I, I might, you know, I don't know if I've seen a whole show, but I get the gist of it. You know, they put this kid that's done something wrong and they put him like some kind of boot camp or fake mm-hmm. prison or something. Or even, even in real prison, have the prisoners go up to him and say, yeah. hey, this is where you're going to end up, man. I can't wait till you get here, <laughs> man. I'm going to make you my bitch. Yeah. That <laughs> happens. Yeah. I think that's what my parents did to me mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was probably like, I don't know, four years old mm-hmm. and it's bedtime and my dad's going to tell me a story. Yeah. And he tells me about the Robachico. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> He's like, if you misbehave, there's this demon mm-hmm. that comes for you and takes you. Mm-hmm. You tell that to a four year old? Yeah. There's no way you're going to disobey your parents. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, I, the consequences are usually physical. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, it was, it was supernatural. I was scared of every shadow because I thought either a witch, a demon or something's going to come mm-hmm. after me and steal me from my parents. So, oh, yeah. So I'm like, man, I can't disobey disobey them because hell, I might go go yeah. to hell. What, what, kind, what was the music that you inspired you or, or, you know? The first band that I ever listened to was actually Linkin Park. Uh, so that I got into music through that. And I know a, a lot of people were like, oh, that's. It's it's just okay, but that that's what got me into it. That's what yeah. made me like rock music. And then as I got older, I listened to older bands, and I was like, oh, this is what makes me love rock music. Yeah, like my favorite singer, Chris Cornell. 
his voice is the most amazing rock voice that I've ever heard. And for me, the best singing voice that I've heard. Yeah. So, well, let's elaborate on that because, so you listen to, you know, Soundgarden or, or Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. Do you tell your family like, Hey, why have you guys kept this from me? At, at the beginning, I, I pretty much kept my music to myself because uh, one, nobody in the house really liked to hear it. Yeah. And other other than myself, my uh, middle brother also started listening to the same type of music around the same time as I did. What about nature um, makes you happy? I'm not necessarily sure that I could explain that. It's It just came, I think, secondhand from... Um, just wandering around. Talk about uh, how you grew up, where you grew up, and your drive to go back to that place. Well, I was born in uh, California, Glendale, California. Um, but we moved here to Texas when I was young because my father, I don't know, his excuse was that we didn't make enough money to live there. But in the 90s, you know, even at the end of it, early 2000s, it was still a livable place. Um, uh, we, we kind of, after moving to Texas, we kind of just grew up under his rules. Um, my father was an alcoholic, uh, or is an alcoholic. Uh, he stopped for a while and he became a pastor. So I do, uh, have quite a bit of, uh, knowledge. I wouldn't say extensive about some themes and religion and those kind of things. I'm not against it. I don't, I'm not saying that it's bad. I I just don't have that kind of thought or venom within myself to think, you know, well, that's the wrong way to do things. Uh, but most of my childhood was, I guess you could say in a PG sort of way was like living under a rock, living in a cave. Yeah. So I, I didn't really get to experience things up until I was almost an adult and into adulthood. I was finding out new things that I was like, oh, people do this. I don't know what this is. Yeah. You know, even talking to people, it was even now I, I'll almost never start a conversation just yeah. because I'm very strange when it comes to conversations. If you as long as somebody comes up to me and talks to me or they they initiate something, then I will comply i'm comfortable right but i'm i'm never really comfortable talking myself or asking questions unless i really really need an answer yeah when i met this guy i remember sitting in waterburger and uh waiting for my food and then i saw this guy there and i was like gosh yeah that guy um plays for he's a roadie for slayer or i'm not sure but um, just seemed like a person that didn't really fit. Oh yeah. You know, like, Hmm, I wonder, I wonder what that guy's story is. And, and um, then I, I overheard your conversation saying, you know, I lost my job because of COVID and I said, man, I could use the help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, should I go up to him? Should I talk to him? I eh, better not. You know, that's kind of weird. Like, Hey dude, you want a job? Um, <laughs> so I thought, you know what? Me, if, if, if he sticks around or sits down, I'll talk to him. But then one of the um, employees came over and I asked him and he kind of was a conduit between between us. And and then I thought to myself later on, thought, man, if I would have never asked that manager or whoever that employee was 
to tell you, you know, hey, hey, if he's interested in work. I got some, you know, got some work for him. It would have it would have been a misconnection, right? Oh yeah. And you know, the small amount of time that we've we've hung out or work together, you know, I've got my guitar back. <laughs> You've inspired me to go buy a guitar. So my girlfriend's pissed at you, by the way. And, and, nice. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, um, you know, we, we started hiking and we're going to get into that again, but, um, it just kind of was very refreshing. Like, Oh, here's this guy that has some, I mean, we have some parallels. Um, but it was, you know, and I thought to myself, man, if I wouldn't have done anything, and it never happened. And it's kind of hit me in a different trajectory as far as life goes. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, well, why not create a podcast where I go up to people and try to find a connection? And maybe um, it takes me in a different trajectory, hopefully a better one. And so I thought, well, I'm going to create a podcast. Where I'm just going to talk to anyone who, who, you know, who crosses my path. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you for the inspiration. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. And um, so yeah, the the so the premise of this podcast is is strangers, you know, talking to a stranger that I don't know. However, I do know you. You're not a stranger, um, but you were a couple months ago. <laughs> so that's why I wanted you to be the first guest. You know, when I first met you, you you kind of laid it down like, hey, I'm going to California. And I, I'm here in Texas. I feel like a fish out of water. Um, this is not my land. I, I, I want to go back to my homeland. And I, I can relate to that because, uh, you know, I'm from Iowa and I'm in Texas as well. And I have to make my trip to Iowa once a year so I can see where I came from and appreciate it. So I understand that drive. So what, explain why um, everyone is moving from California to Texas. Why are you going against the grain and moving from Texas to California? What are you hoping to find when you get there? Well, honestly, the reason why a lot of people are moving from California to Texas are if we don't get into anything political, then it's because... People can't afford to live in California anymore. You know, everything's getting way too expensive. And they're coming here to Texas to come into places like Austin. And, you know, as a result of that, Austin is pretty much in the same place where most of California is. It's getting really expensive. The other day we went to go uh, do a delivery job and, you know, a $100,000 shed of a house, you know, it was a thousand square feet or less cost the same as you know yeah a house in california even a smaller one it was right. close to five hundred thousand dollars that's yeah. absurd <laughs> and that, was, that was in east austin which was i mean it's being gentrified right yeah. it's getting cleaned up but yeah that's in the know. ghetto yeah <laughs> 20 years ago you know you wouldn't you wouldn't see that yeah 20 years ago you know you could see everybody walking on the street and you could say oh that's a bad dude yeah <laughs> and now it's it's different everybody looks different everybody is dressed i guess you could say like a hipster yeah yeah you know you see a lot of hipsters and i'm not trying to rag on anybody or imply anything but it's definitely changed a lot yeah it's changed a lot and for myself i just i want to go to california because for me 
It's a place where I could be at peace. It's a place where I could find nature in abundance, live in the mountains, live, you know, far away from people. And it and it's not that I dislike people. Yeah. But it, I think of it like I guess you could use the battery as an analogy. It's when I'm around people too much or when I'm around the wrong type of people too much, it, it drains how you feel, what you can do. It, it'll change how you think if you spend enough time of, around the wrong people for too long, it'll deplete your sense of yourself and it'll, I guess, take away from what you could possibly do. Yeah. There's people out there that I think they get a joy out of sucking the energy out of people. Oh yeah. 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 There's definitely a lot of people out there. Like just it, it it's in within yourself. You can you can be you can get ahead within yourself, finding yourself or finding certain things out about yourself that will help you later. Yeah. And being ahead is not necessarily just where's my position in life. Rather that you can find a new position within yourself or learn new things and change outlooks because a lot of people have a negative outlook on life. I think a lot of people are afraid afraid of, of going outside of that comfort zone. Oh yeah. Know? So if they see someone that's saying, how dare he, you know, <laughs> how dare he try to better himself or move away from a comfortable place, then yeah, some people might have some, you know, something to say about that. They may not want you to go for other reasons, but, um, you know, when you said something about, um, LA or California being expensive. It, it's really, you know, I, when I lived in New York city, which is really expensive, just oh, like yeah. California. Um, guess what? They have, they have a dollar slice pizza, man. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't, it's the decisions you make, right? Yeah, like, exactly. do I want to, you can, you have to make an adjustment, mm-hmm. right? You can live a certain way in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. but, if it, but if you move to New York or you move to California, you just have to make a slight adjustment. Exactly. You can survive and it, it, people adapt, you know, and it's, it's, and that's the greatest thing about going outside that comfort zone and exploring. And if you fail, if you fall, you can get back up. Sometimes it's not even, they don't even get as far as like, Oh, I tried and you know, I didn't make it. So I'm not even going to try anymore. They're literally just, Oh, I'm not going to try that way. I can't fail. Yeah. And I think that that to me is, that to me is the saddest thing. Yes. That that to me is one of those things where I kind of, I look at those people, not, not in, I don't try to judge them for that way of thinking, but I'm just like, when I, when I look at them, I'm, I say, well, that's just kind of sad. Yeah. You know, you know, I have to admit that that was probably me. I don't know, maybe 20, 20, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. I was afraid to do things because what if I fail? Oh yeah. Well, who gives a shit? Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> if you fail, you fail. Big deal. Get up, do it again. And it, it took me, you know, you've learned this lesson. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is that you have this lesson learned so young. So kudos to you to realize that you don't have to please anyone but yourself. Oh yeah. Some people take forever and don't learn it. Some people it's, never learn it. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it's funny. I was listening to this podcast and they're talking about children. Mm-hmm. And he was like, 
do you, one of the guys was asking the other guy, like, do you want to have kids? And he said, I don't. Mm -hmm. And when I tell people that they look at me like, God, you're a horrible person. You're a selfish <laughs> bastard. But then he said something. And I was like, oh, shit, that's true. He said, I would rather have, I would rather regret mm-hmm. not having kids than having kids and regret it for 50 years. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> See, I'd rather regret it on my deathbed for a little while. Like, shit, I should have had a kid. Oh, fuck. I'm by myself now. Versus having a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this kid's sucking me dry. Oh yeah, <laughs> help me, Lord. Man. See, it, and that's that's the thing. Like I, I get it now. This is like I, I can understand it. There's, there's some people that you know they just don't want kids. Yeah, and I don't think there's a problem with that. I feel like we have a surplus of people, anyways. Right. But um, and I feel like a lot of Mexican guys, the men, you know, we have. I guess if again, not trying to get into social politics or anything like oh, that. Oh, you can get in there. It's a but, machismo. Uh, Say, yeah, we're the, macho. Yeah, we have uh, <laughs> the whole machismo. And, and and I know before before anybody starts to say, because that's the thing, I feel even with feminism and, you know, machismo, I feel like it all has its place. And that's a weird thing to say because you're like, well, how, how is that possible? How can you have one bit of the other and, you know, a little bit of that? And, and I think, I feel like that's where people don't, don't see it because naturally just, just through, through our makeup, our makeup, our chemical makeup, you know, that's why, you know, guys are guys. I feel, I feel like, yeah, maybe we do exacerbate how we act. And, but part of it is just something that's ingrained within us. So I feel that's the one thing that where I feel I don't agree with modern feminism, you know, it's that in where it's like, oh, you got to feminize men. Oh, the guy's riding his dirt bike. Right. You know, that's not, that's not cool to them. Yeah. It has to be a lady on that dirt bike. And just, it's crazy. I mean, just this past weekend, we had, I believe the first female to play in a college football game. Yeah. And maybe it's a, maybe it was like a big school. So I, I believe it was Vanderbilt and, um, she kicked off mm-hmm. And there's a lot of comments on Twitter that said, you know, you know, they're making fun of her because it was like the kick wasn't that great. Right. Mm-hmm. Team sucked so bad mm-hmm. that they didn't even give her a chance to kick a field goal. They okay. lost 41 to zero. Right. Yeah. So it didn't so, really have okay. anything to do with it. it, it well, we'll check this out. After the game, mm-hmm. like maybe 24 hours later, the coach gets fired. Why did he get fired? Did he get fired because he put a girl as a kicker and got a lot of publicity in mm-hmm. the school? Or did he get fired because they suck? Because I'm, I'm assuming they suck before this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, why did the guy get fired 24 hours after they, they hit this pivotal moment, you know? Yeah, I feel like he if, if it was because of the girl being on the team in general, I feel like he would have been fired the instant the decision was made. Right. And I feel like, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's a strange bit of hypocrisy really, because if you're going to, if you want to kick fire the guy because he, he gets a girl on the team, you know, you do it when it happens. Right. If you're going to do it, you're not going to wait and see how it plays out. Right. Right. That's you. That's 
that's just crazy. That's not right. Right. That's insane. So what? That, 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 that's a good point. Like if she would have kicked really well and she mm-hmm. would have done great, maybe even tackle the guy. Oh yeah, you no no doubt he'd still be working there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're a genius. Yeah, and I think that's one of the the biggest problems that we have is we're afraid to ask. Oh yeah, yeah. And in 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 a lot of areas because um, we don't want to offend, mm-hmm. or we don't know well, how should I act? How do I not offend this person? And because we do that, we segregate ourselves. Yeah, of course. It, it's just, it happens naturally when that's, that's the one thing that, you know, it's a simple concept that is as true as time is. Yeah. Man fears the unknown. And, you know, what do you do of something that you're afraid of? You stay away from it. Right. Either you destroy it or you stay away from it. Yeah. And, yeah. and in that sense, I'm not saying it's right, but, right. you know, in that sense, it's, well, why are you so surprised yeah. You know, whenever you, you, whenever, whatever it is that you're doing is destroying people's values or, you know, I, I, I'm not even too sure how to word it, but whenever, whenever what it is that you're doing is making a disturbance in things and you're making people afraid because you don't want to explain or because you can't explain, you lack the ability to explain whatever it is that you're trying to impose on people. Yeah. You know, why are you surprised when they react in a volatile way or whenever they right. react in a way that there's like, Oh, I don't yeah. hey, stay away from me. Right. Right. So maybe it's, maybe that's one of the things that, um, you know, what we need to do. Cause a lot of times, you know, when I've experienced, um, uh, I guess racism, mm-hmm. you know, and if I could just explain to him that, you know, there's a lot of common, you know, areas between us. Oh yeah. He would probably not. I mean, he would probably wouldn't, you know, think of me that way. Yeah. You know, I I would say that that's the one thing. And that's the thing about like, uh, and it's just like a little side note, but that's the thing about like racism and all these like weird kind of phobe things. The only reason that, you know, we hate each other so much or we dislike each other so much is because we only look at, the the things that were not the same yeah and you know whenever you take in common or whenever you look at what we have in common it's like holy crap you never you never guessed that right it's like oh we're basically the same person other than these two things or three things exactly i, th- I think this is a a time where we're so divided oh yeah and and if we just stop and hey get to know someone find the common thread um yeah we might be able to avoid some of these uh, uh, misinterpretation of info. Anyway, this is the first episode and um, I'm sure you'll be on a lot of others. I just want to say thank you for jumping on here and and doing the maiden voyage. Um, But until next time, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up for this time. All right. All right. to the Podwhacker Podcast Show. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, we publish new episodes every Tuesday evening. We'll catch you next time.